just got to talk to you because I didn't know. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it all the way real. First of all, I was like, okay, we got COVID happened. And now Raven Simone has come out as gay and she got a wife. I came back and I was like, I don't care what anybody says anymore. It's about my happiness. It's about what I have to uh, listen to in my own head. I have to wake up next to someone who I know I trust, love, and, you know, I can deal with their morning breath. And that's it. (laughs) Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox. We're going bigger and bolder, darlings. That's right. I'm your go-to girl for people, ideas, knowledge, inspiration, faith, love, truth, success, and of course, F-U-N. You're in good hands, darlings. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, download, and review Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. All right, y'all, get on up in here. Today, my guests are actor, singer, producer, Raven Simone Pierman Mayday and Miranda Pierman Mayday, who are the sexiest, most hilarious millennial lesbian married couple around. The beautiful thing about these two ladies is their genuine love for each other, their Lucy and Lucy relationship, and their hysterical YouTube series. Get this, y'all, 8 p.m. Okay, we're going to talk about that title. These two are out there and absolutely fearless, and it's working for them in all kinds of ways. We're here to discuss their fabulous life out in the open and some of the challenging, maybe not so glamorous realities taking place behind the scenes. Please welcome to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox, my girl, Raven, and her wife, Miranda. Hey, y'all. Hey, Vivica. How you doing? I'm good, girl. I ain't seen you in a while. I mean, yet besides COVID, you know, you know, in the last, it's been a while. The last time I I saw you was at one of your concerts. Oh my goodness. Really? Yes. At your concert at uh, Universal. That could be it. The last time I remember seeing you was actually at your house. There was a oh, dinner party at your house and I showed up and I was, I was just following somebody. <laughs> oh, what and we got, we kind of raided my closet and you're like, okay, give me something. Okay. I thought I was just coming over and it was casual. And next thing you know, we're in the backyard taking pictures. But exactly. I do recall the last time that I did see you, it was at your concert and you were just amazing. So I just got to talk to you because I didn't know. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it all the way real. First of all, I was like, okay, we got COVID happening. And now Raven Simone has come out as gay and she got a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, surprise, surprise with the one too. So tell me, you guys, how did this happen? I mean, where did y'all meet? Oh my goodness. We met how many years ago now? Seven. Seven Seven years ago. We dated- Yeah, we were dating when I was on The View and um, I moved to New York. We met in L.A. I moved to New York with Raven. Um, It was a whirlwind romance. And go ahead. And then I then I broke her heart and we separated for a while. And um, really why'd you break her heart, Raven? Now, I I know let her get away with that one now. That's my question, too. Why are you breaking my heart, Raven? Calm down, Vivica, because you started (laughs) starting it. We're in a good mood. (laughs) no I just no I know that happens in relationships let's just say that um no. because this is what I say about a relationship that's worth having it's called like that rubber band effect where sometimes a person has to stretch away from you to then, and then come back. Step back uh-huh yeah. so is that what happened Raven so Raven <laughs> it was definitely the rubber band effect I mean there were many reasons that I had a um interesting way of separating from her. But one of the reasons that we talk about today and and we like to bring up is the fact that I was having kind of subconscious judgment being thrown in my face um, by the thought of the Black community being angry that I was dating someone that was outside of the community. And, you know, that type of internal conflict that happens, you think you see people and they're staring at you. And I didn't know how to explain that to her while we were dating. Um, And so you you did what most people do. They'll they'll leave. They'll you know, it's like, nope, this ain't supposed to work. Yeah, they they. Well, I'm glad you came back because she surely seems like a sweetie. I came back and I was like, I don't care what anybody says anymore. Yes. It's about my happiness. It's about what I have to uh, listen to in my own head. I don't have to, 
you know, live in someone else's fear, someone else's mindset. I have to wake up next to someone who I know I trust, love, and, you know, I can deal with their morning breath. And that's (laughs) That's where we're at. Because I have a really lovely morning. Welcome to me. But that's why you guys are together because we can talk about morning breath and the rubber band effect and all that. So Miranda, when you first met Raven, did you know who Mm -hmm. she was? I did, um, Mm. but I had never watched her show or really known about her career, but I also Mm. didn't live under a rock. So I was, (laughs) but that wasn't really a factor. We met at an event and we kind of just connected and again, it like snowballed from there. And literally mm. very soon after she was like, so I have something to tell you, I'm moving to New York in like four days. And I kind of <gasps> like, oh my God. And she was like, but I can buy you a ticket when you come. And I was uh, like, no, no way. Like you're crazy. I don't really know you, but obviously yeah, she, she, yeah. I ended up going. <laughs> yeah. She didn't have to and, twist your arm too much. Huh? And you're like, okay. why not exactly I mean I kind of had a moment with myself where I was like listen Miranda if you want to go on an an adventure and live your life and follow this feeling that you have you have to be brave and you're gonna have to say yes um because it was totally outside of my comfort zone and Raven was like talking about taking me camping and I was just like oh my gosh I don't really camp and camping yeah, she wanted to take me camping. Oh, the camping story. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so was the camping like a test? Because I'm gonna tell you something. If you try to take Biblica Fox on a camping trip, I would fail. I'm just I camp at the Four Seasons. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I feel you. That okay. was kind of, like, is there gonna be a plug for my blow dryer? And <laughs> camping. Oh my god. It was like it was a group camp journey. It was me and all of my LGBTQ friends and we yeah. wanted to really camp. I had a 10 person tent, right? I brought it. Oh, I was ready. okay. My but, own personal hell. But all a the ten la- person tent. <laughs> but all the ladies, all the girls were like, Can we rent a cabin instead? And okay. everyone was so happy yeah. that we rented that cabin. Let me tell you, they set the tent up just for, for the hell of it. They were like, oh, it'll yes. be fun. It was filled with spiders. Everyone See? was See, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing so that. Happy we had that cabin. <laughs> there was a bathroom. One. One. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude. Stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans in- engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job. So we get past camping, and you guys get married. You got yeah. married during COVID, correct? At Debbie Allen's home? Yeah. yeah, Mama yeah. D's home. Mama you, D hosted. Yeah, do y'all want to tell us about the wedding? Oh, I would love to. Where do you want Go us to it. start? Um, um, how I, many people were there? When was it? What colors did you wear? Okay, okay. okay. So the wedding, we got married on June 16th, 2020 mm-hmm. in Mama D's front yard. She was so lovely and gracious. She's the one who actually pushed us to do a lot more than we actually yeah. wanted. She mm. set up the cake. She set up the fried oysters. She mm. set up the drinks and everything. Yeah, she was determined. She was like, no, you guys have to have, because we were like, it could just be the two of us. We could do something really simple and an efficient. Um, but she was like, no way you're coming. She wanted us to, us to do it in her backyard. They were like, we'll give you the tennis court and we'll do this mm. and that. And we were like, no, 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 no. We'll take the front yard, this small patch of grass, those two stairs. <laughs> That's it. My favorite part of the whole wedding was the fact that we got to plan it ourselves mm-hmm. and we got to make it small one because of COVID, but also because we didn't have the pressures of creating yeah. a party for multiple people to come to. Mm-hmm. It was really truly about us connecting with each other. So uh, I wore my favorite black pants, my favorite button down that was just already in my house. And oh. he was going to wear a dress that I'm not going to say that. 
um, she was going to wear a dress that she had for a while. And I was like, oh, babe, yeah, yeah, wear that, wear that. But then I ordered her a cream onesie from Gucci's and I surprised her on the morning of so she could get married in that. And how did you know it was going to fit? That well, was I know so, her body real well. That Parker. was so I know. Lucky. I know. Excuse me. Okay. Break out that receipt. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I know her, yeah. <laughs> no, that she was said, so oh, good. I knew it was going to fit, honey. Yes. Did it fit, though? It did. It was <laughs> like a glove. I love it. Like a glove, honey. It yeah. was great. <laughs> We're happy. And it made me feel a little bit more bride-like because I hadn't really ever thought about being that bride and getting all dolled up and da, 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 da. Mm. and then I realized how special it like it made me feel good on that day and because we didn't get the huge party or anything like that I mean we really want the party now because you don't get gifts if you don't have <laughs> and we were like oh wait hold up <laughs> we, we missed out on one little fringe benefit right yeah. exactly like we want a crock pot we want to <laughs> register somewhere it was Debbie Allen, her husband, um, one, two of, oh, one, two, three, four, four of her friends. And one of her friends was the officiant, two of my bro- play brothers. And my also favorite part of it is that we rolled up in the space truck playing um, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. And then the song after we said I do was I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. That so, part how our wedding ended and then we just like chill for the rest of the day it was great so if you guys do do an after party what we i mean or after you know celebration now that COVID's over if you're like okay we want to celebrate our one-year anniversary or renew our vows in front of everyone how many people do you guys think you invite 150 200 so y'all get about 20 crock pots that y'all got to take back i love you because you get it you see me feels like simpatico here we were actually kind of talking about that the other we day were, we because were. we've obviously we've had our one year anniversary and um, didn't really do anything with friends. But I don't know. I think we were saying like a hundred something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be a hundred, you know, real small, just family, maybe two co-workers, depending on who it is. Mm-hmm. We are not that couple. Like, yes, we're out in the public and we're talking about our relationship, but I don't think we'll ever get to that place where it's like, we're having a thousand people. For oh, our- I know. I know. Thousand. Trust me. And it's, it's sponsored by Vera Wang and Starbucks. Like, I don't think that's anything else to sponsor <laughs> I mean, us. Are you-, if, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. We we'll take it, but we just yeah. don't need a lot of people. I can just tell you guys, I got married 20 something years ago and I had a guest list of like 200 people. And I just remember by the end of it, just being exhausted because it was just too many people. And it's like, you can't. So when someone's like, I had a wedding party of 500 people, I was like, good for you. Um, You know, if I was ever to find a partner again in life, I would want to have an intimate ceremony as well, too. Because when you become a grown up, you're like, it's about us and not about, like you said, throwing a party for others. So now, so, you know, Raven, I want to go back where you said, you know, that at first you broke up with her because, you know, of the publics, what you thought everybody else needed, except what you two had. What was that pressure like from the African-American community that you felt was unnecessary, you know, judgment placed on you? Because let me tell you something. She seems like a lovely lady. If you love her and she makes you feel special, that's who you're supposed to love. And I want to share that. And I, I want to share that with our fans out there. People don't have a right to tell you who to love, whether it's gay, straight, a different nationality, whatever your heart wants or desires, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want people to learn to accept that because, you know, I, I have a lot of gay friends and, and they're always to be like, well, Vivica, are you going to be mad at me because I'm gay? I'm like, no, I have no right to tell you who to love. Just like whoever, if I want to bring Pimp Daddy up in here this today or some square bug, you know, SOV, you know? <laughs> yeah, I I well, she's right, though. She's You're right. right. Yeah. I agree. You know, and. It's it wasn't necessarily right in my face or right in my comments. It was that past understanding of the judgment that comes within the community. You know, my aunts and uncles who were like, I can't believe you brought this white girl up in here. <gasps> type no, no, no. They didn't say that to me. Oh, Sorry. OK. I didn't mean okay. to. OK. But, you know, back in the day, that's what you would hear. Yes. The, feeling, I, the, feeling. the feelings that yeah. I grew up with listening to that just because that's just how you know, people talk <laughs> in the community mm. times. And so that was that little voice in the back of my head 
that made me feel like somebody would say that about me or, you, you know, it's, it's kind of that programming that you subconsciously pick up as you continue to grow up. And I, um, I gave into it. I gave into the judgment without even it being right there in my face. It was just like a, what, it, what, what is that? It's just like a voice of hit, like historical voice, a historical or, voice. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yeah. And so, um, I, I, I agree with you fully. I mean, I'm a lesbian, <laughs> a multiracial, a multiracial, uh, marriage. marriage. So yeah, I do love who I love and I can't really think about anybody else's feelings. Cause I'm, we're both very much on the outskirts of what is, what other people would claim to be. Miranda, how was it when with with your family that you know you know did you feel any like oh my gosh you're dating someone of a different nationality was it ever an issue? No, um, fortunately, I didn't experience any pressures from my family regarding Raven's race or you know becoming a les or not becoming but being in a lesbian relationship. Um, and I felt really sad to hear that Raven was going through these struggles while we were mm-hmm. dating because I really had no idea. She never shared that with me and it was really not on my radar. And I grew up in a family that has always been very open, very accepting, and very tolerant, which is for really a, a privilege. You know, yes. there are people who just don't and feel so suppressed and mm-hmm. um, feel so much fear. So I'm really grateful that my family, that wasn't the cross to bear in my family. Trust me, everyone has their stuff, but I know I've always, and I've always been really strong in this lane of my life where Mm. I'm just kind of like a dog with a bone when it comes to the person that I love. And I fell in love with Raven and knew really quickly into our relationship that this was going to be profound. Mm. And I felt very protective of that and very willing to do whatever I had to do to protect our relationship. So it, I, it was net, I've never experienced any feeling of issue of race. Now it's a little bit different because what Raven actually feared I am experiencing in terms of people, you know, commenting about us, um, on the YouTube channel. She's been called a Karen when nobody knows her from left or right. You know what I mean? It's people just have judgments that they, yeah, but that's, and they're just so mean some days, aren't they? You're like, who pissed in your cereal today? Pissed me off. No, really. Some of the things that I get to comment sometimes I'm like, if I had time today, but I'm not going to give you that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But there's some days that clap back comes through. I'm I'm not going to lie. So I get it. But Yeah, but I want to, can I see your ring? It keeps, you're talking, yes, yes, honey, show the ring, right, that says, taken, what, (laughs) taken, okay, if you can't come no better than this, you better keep your ass going. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) I love it. Now, who designed the ring? Raven, did you design the ring? This ring is a hot mess, Vivica. We Oh, it looks so beautiful. No, no, it's beautiful. This one is beautiful, but this was, we had, we went through five rings. What? Five? Why? Okay, so when I, when I proposed to her, I proposed to her. Okay, listen. Okay. (laughs) I'm a mess. I'm a mess. In the in the best way possible. I love you too, babe. Listen, I woke up one morning and there was a booming voice in my head that said, marry her, right? Like to the point where it woke me up. Not joking. And so at that moment, I went to David Yerman's website and I got like a cute little pink stone, something really delicate, delicate and sweet. And I proposed to her with that. Mm-hmm. My wife, right? She was like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't like that. Right. That's so terrible. <laughs> like, can I be part of the process? Because here's the deal. If I'm going to have to have it, I want to be honest with you. I want to love what I'm wearing. That's going to be the last ring I well, gave Well, I didn't you. know what was up. That I was, just needed to let you know. I know. That yeah. she was not feeling that. Oh, did it hurt your feelings a little, no, little no, bit? No, no, no. I knew. I knew I can't buy. I knew that my wife was not going to be wearing a ring that I bought off the internet and shipped to me overnight off of Amazon Prime. You know oh, I mean? like, got I it, got it. She's like, no, we're like, I want it engraved and. Yeah, right. I want yeah. a nice one. Yeah. But yeah. I also am not one to know where to go because I don't, mm. I don't really do that. Yeah. So 
when we got married, when we exchanged rings, we went to an antique store and found these beautiful, like, mm. um, I would say, Arabic design type looking rings. Very like boho. Very boho. Yeah, Nothing I can I see that. Nothing I wear in my real life ever. And it's hilarious because we just needed bands. And I... I was like super ring focused. Like I didn't care about what I was wearing. I didn't care about my hair. I got a five dollar <laughs> veil. Was on, but I was like, the rings matter. And yes. we ended up going, as Raven said, to this antique shop, finding like twenty dollar, you know, slip on rings that had a slit in the back so you could make them bigger or smaller. And <laughs> that are everywhere. Like that photograph <laughs> on our wedding day. I'm like, oh my god, these like turquoise pieces yeah but, so babe, not my style. but babes you were wearing gucci though like your outfit hey. okay. i don't know man oh, oh 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 oh! i gotta talk about that because i hear you guys are like opposites attract when it comes to labels and like you know in the black community we label 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 label, label right, right now in my pajamas. okay okay right it's just it just gets down like that if somebody asks the bra, you got to let them know it's a designer bra or some draws. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I heard that you're, you're, you're like very boho. You don't really care about the label thing, Miranda. I, not in the way where I feel inclined to say to somebody like, I'm wearing Chanel today. So sit down. <laughs> like, I'm not that person, but let me tell you, like, I, I'm bougie. So I can own it, but I'm not really going to flaunt it. Raven likes hmm. to flaunt. And I'm more like, yeah, I got it, but I don't need to prove anything to anybody. So, but she wears so how, really she right, oh, exactly, right, right. It, it caught my attention. It was like, and there we have it, right? See this, right? Okay, right. I, I plan on games with you, <laughs> right? Okay. So, but now, Raven, and I also uh, heard a statement that our, our producer said that you said this is the first relationship that you've been in that you didn't have to manipulate who you are to make your partner feel comfortable. Yeah. I see that's a healthy relationship right there that she loves you and then also it's healthy as a woman to finally be comfortable in the skin you're in because we do that we manipulate our feelings emotions to make everybody else happy but ourselves I, I'm looking for that in a relationship that I don't have to do a lot of manipulation that they just love me for me so that's was that one of the deciding facts why you decided to marry her because you didn't have to manipulate the relationship most definitely, definitely on the list of things that my, the booming voice said, marry her for it. Listen, not to like diminish all my other relationships. Um, it's okay, baby. You can diminish them. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, now. I was so special. That's why <laughs> I got it? this ring. Yeah, don't y'all forget. <laughs> you can just talk about how terrible they were. Go I'm going to, let me just be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, listen, so. Definitely as a lesbian, there are a lot of different ways you can live on the spectrum <laughs> and how you present uber feminine, not so feminine and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And through my other relationships, I have always kind of been like this, trying to figure out who I was. So hmm. when I was in other relationships, I, you know, filled in that void of what I thought that person needed. It wasn't necessarily myself. I always mm, was like, gotcha. one of, one of my ex-boyfriends was like, I don't understand you. You're like mm. a dude on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. <laughs> but like Monday, Tuesday, you bring the girl out. Yeah, like he didn't understand. Was cracking. And so <laughs> <laughs> and so she has been the first person where, and even she's like, you know, but she's been the first person that I've been really steady with finding the real me without feeling the need to manipulate myself like you talked about yeah. in order to make the relationship work when I'm, you know, just when I'm uh, settling in my skin, she's there for me. When I'm questioning what's going on, she's there for me. And she makes me feel comfortable with who I'm turning into as an adult because yes. of my arrested development situation is still yeah. trying to figure herself out. But um, she's, she makes me feel comfortable as me sweats, yes. you know, girdle, no bra, bra. Like it's not <laughs> where I feel like I have to put on for her. And Bad breath in the morning. Yeah. Morning breath. As I you said, it. morning I breath, it. morning breath, not breath, morning, morning breath. breath. <laughs> it will say that. Cause sometimes you're like, mm, your morning breath isn't so bad. Come here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Smooches. Okay. So you all have a new show on YouTube called 8 PM. Let's take a sneak peek.
everybody, welcome back to Kitchen Witches. Kitchen Witches! Kitchen Witches! Kitchen Witches! Welcome, come on in. We love him. No, Her. stay out there. It. Oh, okay, whatever. <gasps> ah, look, there's light! Look, there's light, okay. Face it up there. Can you do that one more time, please? <laughs> no. That was that. That was like, sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Your cheekbones were so, ooh. I found my light. <laughs> <laughs> you found it, yay. Dang, Dang. we make, make this, this look, look good. good. <laughs> okay, this title, because I kept, when, when, when I was doing my little briefing, I was like, okay, what comes on at 8 p.m.? They're like, no, no, that's the name of the show, Vivica. It's 8 p.m. So tell me about who picked the title and what that title stands for and what the show's about. Well, 8 p.m. is the new happy hour. <laughs> that's Raven's, that's her slogan. And she's very proud of it. I am, because um, that shit works. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's the new, it's the new, it's the new happy hour. Babes, you can tell them the, the genesis. Okay. So 8 p.m. So Pierman Mayday, that's our last name. Okay. The P and the M. And eight is a lucky number. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. so in numerology, every number has a different meaning and well, kind of universally, actually, like in numerology and then in Chinese numerology, eight just is very lucky. So actually, when you take our wedding date and add it up and divide it by the correct numbers, you end up with an eight. And we just had this attachment to that number. And so 8 p.m. became kind of who we were. And then Raven just took that and made it the name of the channel without really talking to me or... Once again, Raven. She just did it. And I was like, okay, cool. Here we go. 8 p.m. I guess that's what it is. I have controls. Okay, I'm that's working okay. through them. Yeah. That's okay. So on the show, you guys are raw and real about your own experience. I mean, being this vulnerable, because, you know, Raven, I've always known you to be very private, very private. And for you to just, you know, be out there and be raw and real, what's that been like for you? It's definitely been weird. Mm. It's been weird. It's been uh, freeing as well. Yes. It's been... Um, you know, a positive journey that I get to take with someone that is my safe space. Mm. So I would have never done this with anybody else because <laughs> I just don't trust anybody. And so she provided a space in my head, in my heart, and in the home that made me feel comfortable enough to move forward. She's very smart. She understands the industry because she herself has been in it since she was younger on many different levels. And she understands the sacrifices that need or can be made within the industry in order to reach a level of success. Yes. So I understood moving forward in the industry with her in this way that the necessary communication to keep a relationship solid will be had with her because she knows how important she knows how important it is and that's really the only reason that I said yes to doing anything publicly with her also knowing that you know I'm in the industry when I get married it's just going to be what it is just because it is what it is but for really to put us out there like that that was her idea I didn't ask I didn't say it that was her idea I just you just said a very important word that I that I'm learning uh uh communication um I always say that communication, the big C word, makes any relationship work and makes it healthy. Because, you know, sometimes people think you're a mind reader. Like, I what, I was just supposed to just know you meant that or that's what you wanted to happen. Like, communicate people. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that uh, word, Raven. I'm very impressed with that. Now, Miranda, you talk candidly about your anxiety and, and mental well-being. How has that helped you to navigate through this experience? Do you mean how has sharing it my yes, publicly, yes. publicly been? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm very comfortable talking about the things that I've struggled with because I don't really hold shame in them. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more we share our struggles, the more we feel connected to others because so many people can relate to the things that we go. There's only so many experiences you can have as a human being. So there's a lot of connectivity and so much of what I've also struggled with is feeling isolated. So when talking mm. to people, 
Um, I not only learn from other people's experiences, but get to get different perspective and then share a story and feel understood. So, you know, talking about this on the platform and being open has felt nice. There are layers that feel somewhat cathartic, but at the same time, I've been in therapy for a while and I've been really committed to working on the things that I've struggled with to try and overcome them and not succumb to them because, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety is really gnarly and mine um, definitely holds me back or tries to hold me back from living a full life with joy and ease. And that's kind of like my mantra is just meet it every day with joy and ease and you can overcome anything. And Raven's been really supportive in that. So talking about it on YouTube has been lovely. Like it hasn't felt negative or scary. Um, Are you aware of what three of what things bring you anxiety? Yeah, there are a bunch of different things I have. Um, I kind of have like an impending sense of doom brain. So my I'm not famous, laughing. I'm laughing with you because you can laugh. I laugh every day. I was like thinking she was gonna say like meeting a deadline. She's like impending thoughts of doom. I'm like, what? <laughs> but do you know that feeling where you do you know that? Yeah. Expecting that answer, I swear to God. I swear I wasn't. I was just like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> it's intense, right? It's intense. Okay. Uh, but yeah, sometimes I'll just have this feeling, like a pit in my stomach, that something bad's going to happen, but I don't really know um, what. And that's more like chronic anxiety, right? Mm. So there's there are different levels of anxiety and different kinds of anxiety disorders. So if you have a generalized anxiety disorder, which I do, it means you just live kind of in this state of anxiety and there's nothing Mm. specific triggering it. Then there are other things where people, you know, have a deadline or they feel really stressed out about work or something. And that causes anxiety. Mine is more general, but I also have phobias that I have to work through. Like I'm Mm. claustrophobic. So me too. Yes. Oh my God. Like I take a shower and it's like in this glass thing in my own house. As soon as the shower's over, it's like, I got to open the door. It's weird. Yeah. I used to have, it's it's like, you know, and it's so funny because so much of what I try and do is take the irrational thought and match it with the rational, but it's hard. It's Mm. hard to you know, what's the worst case scenario. Okay. You get locked in this elevator, you're stuck in an elevator. And then what happens? Like you, you make a phone call and and a a fireman comes and gets you and you're going to be fine. Not the end of the world. Yeah. Maybe that's your next husband. Like you never know, right? (laughs) It could be a beautiful thing, but that's how I have to kind of like navigate my brain. Raven, how do you help? Do you, do you know when you can sense that when Miranda, when it's happening, you're like, "Uh Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Raven. Yeah. Yeah. I sense it. I sense it. Um, The way that I was raised, <laughs> that, like I'm gonna hit you upside the head, and you're getting in the damn elevator. Let's go, like right now, right yeah, now. Exactly. That's how I was raised. Uh, yes, so I, we were. It's like, what's, what's wrong with you? And right? I'm not you. Time okay. for this anxiety today. <laughs> exactly. So you know, just being with her has helped me find words to communicate with her a little bit um, more gently. Is that the right way to say yeah. it? Yeah, more gently, so that she's not. She's she can't handle the verbiage that I grew up with. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's not fair to her to put that extra level of pressure on her when she's already having an anxiety moment. One of the things that I always tell her uh, when she has those moments is that it's right now is the perfect time to take a master class. Mm. Like you go through we just started counting and I say count to 10 and move your fingers like this before you speak or before your brain goes crazy. And if your brain starts being mean to you, then, you know, count to 10 slash remember that you have chosen your future with me and things will be different than when they were before. And you couldn't choose. We both have the, that, um, you know, kind of PTSD from childhood type of situation that we both have to go through the process in order to get through it. So, you know, I'm there for her at the beginning. 
I was like, what's wrong with you? Come on, it's an elevator. And, and y'all are doing all of this on camera? Some of it, some and then of some, some of it, some of it not. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, cause it's our real life. So it obviously happens behind the scenes and sometimes it does happen while we're shooting a video. Um, it happened so much. We were shooting, we, we shot a uh, unboxing video. I don't think it was anxiety. I think it was just me kind of not being uber gentle with my words. And the person who was filming it was like, you guys okay? I was like, yeah, we're fine. We're good. Okay, I'm just making sure you guys are okay. I said, no, I'm kind of harsh with my words. I'm very much to the point. And you've always been like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I'm learning to be gentle. The thing that's yeah. also funny I know, is it isn't a thing that you gotta go, okay, maybe I can say that a little bit differently yeah. to yeah. get a different result. You like you don't even realize it. Like I had a friend tell me one time, he's like, Do you know when you speak it's a little aggressive? And I was like, Yeah. Can you believe he said that to you? I, I couldn't. I doubt because I was just like, I'm just keeping it real. I'm letting yeah. you know what's up, you know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's how we're raised in our, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And when you care about someone, you learn not to speak harshly or to yeah. at least acknowledge it. Like, well, baby, I didn't mean to say it that bad. That, that came out exactly. a little rough. Yeah. And that's when you love somebody. If you don't, you're like, hey, it is what I, it is. And I ch- and and I'm learning my language for her. I think I've been doing OK. <laughs> that we both are, though. We both are learning. And that's part of communication. And, you know, every day I say we kind of like wake up and we sign the lease again because it's a it's a conscious choice to do this type of work. It's yeah. conscious to say, I have to step outside of my own self and see how this person is experiencing the same experience experience we're in. And although I may not understand it, having compassion for that person. And it's funny because Raven can be harsh with me. It's true. But she also has a lot of her own anxiety and mm. a lot of her own fear and where I've had to be her support person, or I say, you know, fear, false evidence appearing is real. Like, Let, let's yes. Take it. Yes, yes, right? You know, yes. let's not, not succumb to it. And although mine is a lot more externalized, like I'll show that I'm afraid. Raven only shows she's afraid when she goes to the dentist. But, it's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> is real for her. Thanks, Grace. And it's true. It's true. But she, her, the other things that it's freak true. her out, she just bottles inside. If you go to the dentist, she's like quivering. It's true. Oh, I know. And they're coming to you with that needle. You're just like, oh my God. Oh, oh, hurry up. Yeah. yeah. Not doing it. Not going to do it. Now, Miranda, it's, it, it looks like you bring your social media expertise uh, to the show. Could you tell us about that? Okay, so it's a little bit of a misconception that I'm a social media manager. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. So, okay, so I think the internet kind of got me confused with a lot of different people. And like the internet thinks I was born on the 29th of August. I was born on (laughs) August 6th. The internet thinks I'm a social media manager. And I think on one of my previous work resumes, it said that I managed social media for somebody, but that was like one bullet point on a list of things. So we can set the record straight. Set it straight, babe. I don't really have that much experience in social media management, but I have managed my own. And I have, um, I used to work as a personal assistant and for different actors. And I helped a few of those people with their social media. Um, In in what ways? Look, I'm nosy. Because my girl always is trying to tell me, you know, we could do this because every week it seemed like they got a new job for you with the TikTok, with the this, this, that, and the third. And then you could do the business and then you could do the brand thing. This, I mean, mm-hmm. it, especially during COVID when all of us were stuck inside. It's like, yeah. you know, we had to figure with streaming and Zoom and this, that, and the third. So tell me what what, what ways do you so help people? None of it was that complex because this was all pre-COVID and I think it's really surged since the time that I was actually helping any of those people. Again, I was a more like full-on hands-on personal assistant. So when I was doing people's social media, it was more like ensuring that they had consistent postings. It Mm -hmm. was very um, junior, if you will. Like I know that there are companies that solely create brand identities for people on these platforms. I was more like making sure that posting was happening, making sure that if somebody interesting slid into a DM, I was there to get it. You were, you were checking the slide. You were checking the slide in girl. Who did? Exactly. 
Um, and making sure that like the aesthetic of the page stayed true to what that person wanted to represent. And that was basically it. Well, let me tell you what she really is. Okay. okay. Because the internet is obviously, you know, it'd be left is stupid. Anyway, she is a doula. Oh yes. That's what I was. Oh yes. When I that's heard what this, she when I was briefed about this, I was like, oh my God. And we have to explain to our fans who may not know, but a doula is someone who assists in childbirth, right? Exactly. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, how did that come about? I mean, you know, went from a personal assistant to really assistant. I know. I know. Come on, I baby. Let's go. Let's come on. Breathe. Ooh, 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 you know? <laughs> well, I've worn many different hats and my career path has kind of been, you know, a lot of different ways. But ultimately, um, I've always been a caretaker and I've always mm. really loved supporting people, which is part of how I fell into personal assisting because I really like one-on-one -on -one relationships. I like getting to know somebody really well. I um, appreciate relationships that I can build a foundation where I feel that the person trusts me because then mm. I feel like needed in a way and it's all just, it works. And so, however, my personal assisting was starting to feel unfulfilling. And I was like, mm. I want to do more. And I kind of feel like I'm more of a gopher than I'm anything else. And I wanted, I just want to feel like I'm making more of an impact. Right. And so I kind of like created my list of my, the pros and cons of myself and my strengths and weaknesses. I've always loved babies from the time I was a little girl. I mean, when my little sister was born, my mom likes to tell the story. I was five years old. She went in to go see where her baby was. And I had already come in, taken the baby out of the room and had her in my room. I know. Crazy. I didn't hurt her. Um, <laughs> but I just like, Thank God. <laughs> but I've always loved babies and um, women's health is super important. And yes. it's also really um, not given the attention that I believe it is, that it needs. Yes. And I just found, I saw, I found a doula community actually while we were living in New York city, which is again, seven years ago. And they were this group of just like badass women. Mm. And I was like, I, I see myself here. This is awesome. And I didn't end up pursuing it then, but about two years ago, I decided I was just going to do it. And I found a training and I started my business and wow. then the pandemic hit. So it was kind of like not the cold. timing. Yeah. Just because yeah. You know, hospital restrictions and quarantining, and it's such a sensitive time. But I was able to work with about twenty or so people, and it—it's amazing. It truly profound is profound work. It's beautiful. So, so do you guys want to have some babies? We had this conversation today too. Yeah. <laughs> all the buttons. You're all the buttons. Um, yeah, we definitely want to have kids. That is Yay. in our future for sure. I feel like we both will thrive when that happens. We, mm -hmm. we love and we both, we, we love hard and we both have childlike sensibilities. So we'll <laughs> be that are playing, you know, with them on the, on the floor while, you know, somebody else is cooking. But um, <laughs> I think you guys, cause you were talking about lamb chops and lasagna. I think y'all can have a cooking show. That would be fun. <laughs> That's, yeah. what there? Yes. Gotcha. That's what we want. That's what we want. But yeah, we want kids. We want to make sure that we, um, share the wealth with others so adoption is not off the table and um yeah so raven can i ask professionally what's next for you i mean i know you guys have got 8 p.m but are you like i i just directed my first film it was a short film which was more than an, thank you girl it was 17 minutes and that was long enough for me is all i'm gonna say okay because i've never answered so many questions in my life i produced but directing was like a whole nother level yeah. what what besides 8 p.m which is you guys uh fabulous new youtube show what do you see next for you well, I am a director, actually. I <laughs> direct sitcoms. <laughs> I direct sitcoms, and I love the questions, honey. Wait a minute, them on. Oh, wait a minute. Who are you directing? I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I'm in the Disney Channel world right now. Oh, Thank okay. you to the company that I work with. They've allowed me to really grow and learn within their stomping grounds. And as soon as all this craziness is over, I will be jumping into other networks and things yes. of that nature. But I love directing, and that's one of the 
um, conversations that Miranda and I had as I continue to step away from acting and mm. allow for many other people more talented than I to show face and stop taking up real estate for myself. Um, I, we will, I will transfer myself into a full directing career and, and if necessary, if I like a story, maybe I'll act here and there, but that's not truly my passion. I love being able to work with actors. I love blocking. I love working with talented cameramen. I love Mm. being able to um, help mold a story. And I love actually another thing that I enjoy from it is working with the studio and the artists and finding that bridge that everything works together. I I know, you know, as a producer and as an actress in the industry for as long as you've been, there's always that little tinge of, Oh, I can't stand the network or, Oh, I can't stand these. Or there's always Mm -hmm. like some. Yeah. Why they get on our nerves. Yeah. They're not letting us be creative. Exactly. And I really am. I would like to be able to be that person to, calm that little nervous thing that happens between everyone. I want to be able to direct beautiful comedies, um, artistic love stories and artistic stories Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can, you know, kind of change the way Hollywood is made. I feel like a lot of the times, you know, they'll say, okay, we're ready in 30 and it's an hour and 45 minutes later. Uh, I can't stand. Hurry up and wait. Oh, drives me I want to get rid of it on my production. Yes, like, yes, that's my goal. <laughs> yes, yes. No more hurry up and wait. How I about you, Miranda? Miranda? What's next for you? Well, mostly just 8 p.m. And yes. we have a few other things in the works that will be announced within the next, I think, couple of weeks or months or so. Um, but I also really love writing. So I've been doing mm. writing. But 8 p.m. is taking up a lot of time and energy. So focusing on that, really trying to grow the channel. And and before I lose you all, because we're coming to an end, I mean, I could talk to you all day. I mean, I've known you for such a long time, um, Raven, and to see you so happy uh, just really, really warms my heart. It really does. And to see you next to someone who I see you look at with admiration and love totally warms my heart. What advice, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll let Miranda start, could you all give to a lesbian couple that may be experiencing the rubber band effect? Oh, oh man. I think, <laughs> honestly, it's patience and trust. I truly believe So after Raven broke up with me, I was truly heartbroken, right? And that was the first heartbreak I'd ever experienced. Mm, It sucks. But I had a knowing. It sucks. It's so painful. Mm -hmm. But I had this knowing. And I truly, even over the the years that we were apart, we still like kept in touch with each other. But I I truly had this instinctual feeling that we were not done. And Mm. some people in my life thought I was crazy. And they thought I was like overly obsessing. and. I was like, no, there's no obsession to be had. I just literally, I knew it. And I don't know a lot of things, you know, like, but I knew that. I mean, but when people say that, sometimes it's like, what? You know, you question it. But I I just truly knew. So I would say, if you're experiencing a rubber band effect, if someone has broken your heart and you believe that person is yours and you believe that you aren't over, trust that but allow the space and also yes. trust that that person, if they're meant to be your person, you guys will find each other again. And that's it. Cause you don't want to force something and you don't want to, you know, because that will become a toxic relationship. So I really Agreed. think trusting in the space and time will tell, time will tell you. And that, that's my, my best advice. Trust in how patient. about you? How about you, Raven? What advice would you give? I would have when you when you come back to that relationship, have an open dialogue of what went wrong the first time, Mm. how to communicate appropriately to not make that happen again. Or if that is a uh, little blurb that keeps popping up in the relationship, talk about it in a healthy way, hiding it and pushing it down and not expressing your true emotions will only hurt the relationship. Uh, But I also truly believe in being individuals within a couple. Um, Mm. We love each other because we loved who we are when we first met. When you start changing the other person for your benefit, not for their benefit, that's different. 
Like I always ask her, what do what, what do you think I need to change to better myself? That's when she comes with that advice for me and I for her instead of doing it in a angry type of way or a malicious mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, but again, I, I stick true to having conversations, being honest and knowing when you're wrong and accepting that you're wrong. <laughs> like yes. you're going to be right. And when you have an argument, it's not about who's right or wrong. It's how you listen to each other to move forward. The other day, I'm like, what are we going to, I don't know, what are we going to eat? Well, I want this and I want that. I'm like, cool, put them both on the plate. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is hashtag love wins. Darlings, allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's okay. If someone is worth it, like you said, you will find out. People have a lot of thoughts on what other people should do in their lives, who they should love, how they should love. You know, everybody's all about woulda, shoulda, coulda. Well, let me tell you something. It ain't none of their business because ain't none of them paying your bills. Okay, it takes real strength to be exactly who you are and to love fully. I want to thank Raven and Miranda Pierman Mayday for being on Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Tell folks where they can find y'all on social media. You can find me at Raven Simone. You can find her at Miranda Mayday and you can find us at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Okay, I love it. I love it. Well, I thank you all so much for being a guest and sharing so many wonderful stories on Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. You know, I love you to death, girlfriend. Love you too. Okay, so tell your friends to follow your girl at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter, at Miss V Fox on Instagram. I'm verified and follow at Stage 29 Podcast 2. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, review, download, and listen to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox wherever you like. Until next time, darlings. Bye for now. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.